to MimiPierceDesigns.com, the podcast. And now, here's Mimi Pierce. Hello, friends. Oh, I know that voice just threw you off, didn't it? I'm not Mimi Pierce of MimiPierceDesigns.com, the podcast. I'm her husband, Jim, because Mimi is on assignment this week and could not be a part of this uh, this podcast. But I said, let, let me do a little bit. Let me just do some of this here if I could, too. And she said, okay, but I must screen it first. I must, when you're, when you're done with this, I must hear about it, too. So she let me do it. And it's good to be a part of this and be a part of the Mimi Pierce podcast. Kind of like when Carson used to have, uh, Johnny Carson used to have fill-ins. Uh, David Letterman and all those had at one time. I'm the fill-in this week. But uh, thank you for that, too. But uh, Mimi is on assignment. So I hope you'll bear with me. But you know what? This is Olympic time. I, I know that uh, not everybody is into the Olympics. And some are for different reasons. But it kicked off this uh, uh, just this past Friday night with the opening ceremonies. And here I am. Da, 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 da. That's the best I can do with that. It goes into a real big overture here. Let me put this guitar away for now. Put it over here. Um, I bring up the Olympics too because it's such a uh, it's such a special thing. I really didn't know what was going to happen this year because it's weird to see the signs that say Tokyo 2020 when here it is 2021. But they're doing it. It's underway right now, and it's. Um, I wasn't sure at first, but I started watching it on Friday, the the opening ceremonies and some of the events, and and I started watching and took me back, and because I've had a really good chance to have some very special times with the Olympics, uh, I know as a kid watching it, I remember Mary Lou Retton and the, and and when her gymnastics, and that was in 1984, I think it was, and being able to watch that, and all the things that had Mark Spitz and all the things that took place during the Olympics, and it's not always about the event itself because I caught myself the other day watching badminton and I'm like I've I've never really watched badminton I mean I played it as it's an outdoor yard game when you have parties and stuff but to watch that and I'll probably won't see it again for four years but to to watch these athletes and what drives them to do this and to work so hard to master that game or that skill I thought was pretty amazing which is what we all try to do is to take a skill and master it. And there's only a few that get the gold, but it's the fact of just being able to get into the game and, and master it, you know, as you well know. You know, what what can I do? Am I going to fail at this? Well, you're not going to fail at it if you try it. If you don't try it, you're going to fail 100% of the time. We all know that. As I watch these athletes, they are such inspirations from around the world. And there's sometimes I think we, we kind of look at um, the medal counts. And really, it gets right down to it. I don't really watch it so much for the medal counts and the competition of that as I do as, as the human beings that are involved in that. And I think that's what, what makes it so so fun to watch the Olympics. You know, when you see these people from around the world, from the U.S. and, and from Europe and, and from Asia, uh, that put their lives on the line to do something that they absolutely believe in. And uh, that's pretty special. But as I mentioned before I digress, uh, I've had the opportunity to attend three different Olympics. Uh, one of them, it was the Winter Games, and it was 1994, 
was in Lillehammer. And I, I used to work with uh, Charlie Morgan. It was Jim and Charlie in the day. And we had the opportunity to go. And I remember finding out about two years in advance that we were going to go there and, uh, and broadcast. And I thought, oh, this is very cool. I'm going to Norway. How cool is that? Uh, and to find out the different cultures. And, and I will tell you this. See, so we flew in and it was we had to go to New York. And then we flew into Oslo. And then from Oslo, we had a long bus drive uh, to, up to uh, Lillehammer. Beautiful mountain village uh, in Norway. And uh, they had put us in what was called the Storgata, which was kind of a main strip there. It kind of looked like uh, Nashville, Indiana, a little bigger. Uh, but it had the streets that were like the one main drag. And we were fortunate enough to actually stay in a, a, a little chalet that, that was there that Coca-Cola put us on to, uh, uh, that was right on the main drag. And it was just like, it, it was, a, it, the thing that got me the most was walking through the streets of this snow-covered mountain town with people from everywhere. And whether you spoke the language or not, everybody got along. You know, you would wave and you would smile and, uh, and, and you would shop in stores and the, the vendors were, were pleasant and friendly and trusting and loving. And, and it was just, it, it was a very special time that I had never experienced. This is the first time I'd ever gone to, a, well, that far of a place, Norway. I never even thought I would go there. And here I was in Norway. Uh, and it was just, uh, it was special to see how the people work. Now, I did have a chance to, during the course of that, to take in a couple of events and I remember uh, uh, Charlie and I, we went to the, uh, it was a men's figure skating. We got to go to a couple of those. And I had put on an outfit that <clears throat> Mimi had bought for me. And it was a kind of a cool shirt. And uh, uh, it was a fleece, like fleece pullover. It said USA. And Charlie and I were getting ready to get on the bus. And I looked over at him and he had the exact same one on. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to think we're like, well, first of all, we don't look like figure skaters. We didn't look like athletes either for that matter. But it's like, okay, we're out. We got to get on the bus. But we took this drive through the the, the country uh, of, of Norway. It was a pretty long trip to get over to where we were going to be for the ice skating. But got there, watched it, and saw the determination in these people's uh, faces that were not only the athletes, but the people that were working the event, too, and how much it meant, especially the Norwegians that were there, how much it meant to show their country and what it was like. And it was, it was, that was a very, very special trip, which kind of makes me think, okay, that's what the Olympics is about. It's about the camaraderie and the fact that there are really no borders. Sure, we compete, but there are no borders when it comes down to the people. Well, that was 1994. Then 1996, uh, I got a chance to go to the Summer Games, and it was in Atlanta, as you remember then, and uh, boy, easy trip there, no problem. None of these all-nighters flying over uh, you know, a red eye somewhere. And we uh, we got into Atlanta and uh, and got a chance to go to several events. I remember going to uh, USA Baseball, uh, which is Atlanta County uh, Fulton County Stadium, I think that was there. Uh, but this was about two days before the Atlanta sh- the uh, bombings took place because I remember getting back and seeing the reports, which was just really within. It was down there in the in the Olympic Park, which was if it had happened. Uh, two days earlier, we might have been affected by that. I know many people would have, but we were in that close proximity to where the, the, the Atlanta bombings took place in 1996. Uh, so that affected you in a little different way. Because as I was talking about in Norway, it showed that the good of people. And then you also kind of see the bad in people. Why would someone want to hurt when we've got these people, that, you know, these folks from around the world that are gathered in peace and somebody wants to disrupt it? 
So that brought a whole different perspective to Atlanta. But I got to tell you this one story too, because uh, this area again was in 1996, and we had walked over. We thought we're gonna we're gonna walk around Atlanta. It's a pretty big area, but we wanted to go down to the Olympic Village, and they had it pretty well, uh, uh, kind of blocked off with fencing and all. So we thought, well, we wanted we were going to swimming, and so but it was a pretty good walk. We thought, well, let's shoot through this neighborhood. Now we were dressed. <clears throat> Oh, uh, what would they say at the time? I guess it was kind of what they'd say is kind of preppy. I, I, you know, kind of I had some nice shorts on, and we're going through a, a rather rugged part of town that we weren't aware of. With, uh, let me put it this way, we didn't look like we fit there at all when we were walking through this area. Thought, oh, shortcut, we'll go this way, no problem. Nice little shortcut. And here we, I think I had some Tommy Hilfiger, you know, uh, uh, shorts on. It was real colorful. And it just wasn't quite that kind of an area. Now, the only thing I think that saved us in that from not getting hurt is we looked so conspicuous that they had to think to themselves, these are cops. Nobody's coming down here looking like that. These guys are a setup. They are cops. <laughs> and we did make it through it. Somehow or another, learned a valuable lesson there. But we did make it to the swimming, and it was it was a great time in Atlanta there for the 1996 games. And then we move on to I got a chance to go to Nagano, Japan. This was with Kevin, and it was in 1998. And I remember we uh, they set this up again. This is to, to go do a broadcast there, and they did it up all right with uh, Coca Cola was the sponsor, and they just really they put us on a plane. We left from Indianapolis. We had to go to Cincinnati. We got snowed in a little bit in Cincinnati, so we were afraid we were going to miss our connection because we had to fly to Portland. So we were delayed, and they had to do the icing of the plane. I thought we're never going to get there, and it's a long flight from Cincinnati to Portland. That in itself is a long flight. So then we get to Portland, and there's where we're going to get our, our plan to go to Nagoya, Japan, which is a, a coastal town. Nagoya, Japan is where we're flying to from Portland. So we get on. We got our tickets, Kevin and I, and uh, here's our seats here. And I'm like, are, they, is it, are these seats right? These can't be right because we're like up in, in business class. I mean, this is where they had like uh, a robe in case you wanted to, you know, to, to stay warm during the course of the flight. Pillows. They had slippers. They had like this little dop kit so you could uh, freshen up because it's a long flight from Portland to Nagoya. And we're sitting there going, what happened here? I don't know. Is this right or not? And the uh, flight attendant comes by and goes, uh, Mr. Freeman, Mr. Denny? And we're like, no, we're not leaving. This, we are here. We are strapped in the flight. We're not leaving. She said, no, I just wanted to make sure that you're okay. Would you like some champagne? <laughs> we thought, oh, boy, is this going to be good. And it was. But we were in total defense thinking we're going to be, we are in the wrong seat. But we weren't. So that was pretty good. So on to, to uh, Nagoya, we went to go to the uh, Winter Games in 1998, uh, landed. And the, the thing is, when you leave and you're heading west, you, you follow the sun all the way. So it really never got to be dark until we actually got to Nagoya and started getting on the buses for what was another two-and-a-half-hour drive to uh, Matsuyama, which is where we were staying in Japan. And it was a... Uh, uh, Wonderful hotel. I mean, obviously exhausted. Got there, got a good night's sleep, and uh, and got up the next morning. And then they asked us, would, and this was like at the beginning of the Olympics for uh, Nagano. They said, would you like to go to the opening ceremonies? Hello? Yeah, we're going to go to the opening ceremonies. So we, Kevin and I got a chance. We got up, 
It wasn't all that early because of the time change at all. And it was a daytime opening ceremony, which is a little different because you don't see that much anymore. But just the way it was and the time of that and all. And this was 1998. So uh, we went to the opening ceremonies. I'm telling you what, it was cold. Uh, but the, the the feeling you got of just this, I mean, the atmosphere, the people around as I go back to and talk about how, uh, you know, it's not necessarily about the, the sports it's about the people and the, the unification of the world. And it was funny because you'd see people and they, you know, we were dressed in U.S., of course, and see other people that are dressed in Jap- Japanese, you know, obviously. They were the, the home country for that. Uh, but it was just such an incredible feeling on this beautiful winter day where the sun was shining. It was cold. It was crisp. But to see these athletes and come out onto, like they always do, the parade of athletes, and they did that. And then to watch them light the flame. I mean, I got chills right now in my arms watching that uh, or, or thinking about that, too. It was just an absolutely uh, incredible experience. We did then, uh, the next day, we had to go into Nagano, which, as I say, was a, wrong, a long flight. And while we are doing our broadcast for the morning show, it would be 8 o'clock at night there, I believe. And uh, so you wouldn't be done until midnight, probably. But the the streets of Nagano, again, were just absolutely fantastic. We would go early and walk through it, and and just just the people alone from all over the world. And it makes you stop and think too, as we sometimes want to draw these uh, these border lines and want to say, you know, we're different than you. You're different than us. We really aren't. When you get all those uh, those things together, and you get the, you know, the, just people, and, and that's why I was talking about. You know, it's not about the medals; it, it's about just everybody coming together. And even if you're watching your TV at home when you're watching the uh, the games in Tokyo, uh, keep in mind it's not who wins and who loses; it's how we play the game. I know it's kind of silly. But that's what it is. And that whole game is all of us coming together. And I was, like I said, blessed to be able to go to, to some of these. I got more stories. Just call me, email me. I'll tell you more about it. <laughs> but, uh, and there's some good ones, too, that I really can't even air on an iPod, too. That's not not bad. Just embarrassing situations, too. But uh, I, I guess that's what I look forward to so much every time the Olympics come along is the fact of watching uh, you know, you're not only the athletes and the things and the perseverance and what they've gone through to get to the point that they're going to, but the fact that they... They all come together, and even during the course of some heavy competition where you can see some real battles going on, and sometimes they don't like each other, they find a way at the end to really come together. And uh, I think that's just great. I think that's what the Olympics symbolize, is just people coming together. And that's why when it started this year with all the changes, and it says Tokyo 2020, and here it is, 2021, I thought, mm, it's not going to be the same, but I'm... I, I, kind of said, let's sit down and watch some of this and find out about who these people are and their stories, because those stories affect our lives. Because I mentioned earlier, too, um, it's not about winning, it's playing. If you're not going to play, you're not going to win. If you don't play 100% of the time, you're going to lose. But if you play, you got a real good shot of winning. So I won't keep it because I'm the guest host. Let me get this one more time. Ah, here we go, right here. And maybe you'll be back next week here. Enjoy the Olympics. Watch it if you can. 
and just enjoy what the people are all about. And as Mimi would say, what does she always say? Peace be with you. Love you guys.